Hello and welcome. Sorry for an absence again. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope it, you're, if you traveled, I hope you made it home and to your destination safely. We are now in the last month of the year. I cannot believe. Where did 2018 go? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This year has gone by so quick. Um, we had a great Thanksgiving ourselves. We, we traveled, went and saw some family. We had some, uh, we had a white Thanksgiving. It was really, really neat. Traveled to Utah to go see my wife's grandparents and it was a wonderful trip. It was cold. I'm glad to be home, but it was a great trip. One of, this is, we're now entering into my favorite time of the year. I love all the Thanksgiving and Christmas. I love what it's what it's all about. So we are going to continue talking about the gospel. Last episode we talked about the organization of the priesthood. We kind of finished talking about what the priesthood is. And now we're going to go into um, covenants. We're going to be talking about a a covenant people, the Lord's covenant people. So we read in the scriptures um, about covenants. And these covenants have been around from the beginning. The Lord, he made these covenants with uh, his children on the earth. So you're probably wondering yourself, well, what what is a covenant? Well, it's a sacred promise that you make between um, you and your Heavenly Father. When we make these promises with him... um, they know what he expects from us and what blessings that we may expe- expect from him. So we know it's a two-way deal. We make our promise, he blesses us. Kind of like with my kids. If they listen to me, I reward them. Same thing with us. If we if we follow and listen to him on the promises that we keep, he returns rewards us with different types of blessings. The people um, who covenant with the Lord and the Lord makes covenants are known as the Lord's covenant people. Within the gospel, so it's not only a promise, but it's also a sacred agreement. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a two-way promise. I want to think of it that way. Two-way promise. So I know we I know I said we promise that we will um do our best to do what's right but then he the Lord promises that he will bless us if we keep our promise. So it's a two-way mutual promise. In making in making a covenant God promises promises those blessings they are he promised that to me that is something powerful. It's a promise from from God or our or heavenly Father that he will bless us he and he Mr. Almighty will not break that promise. He sets the terms though of of these covenants when he reveals these terms to the prophets, so the prophets will tell us what what um are the terms of the covenants that we're making through revelation. 
If we choose to obey the terms of the covenants, we receive these promised blessings. If we choose not to obey, he doesn't reward us. He withholds the blessings, and in some instances, a penalty is also given. For example, when someone joins the church, we make several covenants with God. We covenant with the Savior at baptism to take upon ourselves his name, and he promises that as many as repent, and are baptized in his name, which is Jesus Christ, and endure to the end, the same shall be saved. We covenant with the Lord as we partake of the sacrament. So we're we're only baptized once, but when we go to church every single week, we partake of the sacrament, the bread and the water, and it's like being baptized all over again. We are promised that the Holy Spirit will be with us. When When we go to the temple and we receive temple ordinances, we make other sacred covenants and are promised exaltation, or, uh, which is to live with God and our families forever um, for faithful obedience. God has also made special covenants with uh, particular persons or groups. He made special covenants with Adam, Enoch, Noah, the children of Israel, and Lehi. He made a special covenant with Abraham and his descendants that blesses members of the church and all nations of the earth. So I want to talk about um, the Abrahamic covenant. Um, it talks about it in the Old Testament, but as we all know, Abraham he was an old prophet, uh, or yeah, he was an old prophet. He was an Old Testament prophet. Um, he was very righteous, um, and his father wanted him to worship false idols, but he refused. He wanted to keep all the Lord's commandments because uh, because he was a righteous man. So because of his righteousness, the Lord made a covenant with him that his descendants will be blessed. So think about think about you and if you have any kids, think about your kids, their kids, their kids, so on and so forth. They will be blessed. No matter what they 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 as long as they stay on the path of righteousness, they will be blessed. That's the same promise that Abraham uh was re- that the Lord promised Abraham that as long as his seed still remain, as as long as they live righteously, they would be blessed. They would have number, numberless descendants. He promised that all of them would be entitled to receive the gospel, the blessings of the priesthood, and all of the ordinances of exaltation. The descendants of Abraham, through the power of the priesthood, will carry the gospel to all nations, and through them all the families of the earth would be blessed. God further promised that if they were righteous, he would establish his covenant with all generations of Abraham's children. So, the blood descendants of Abraham are not only the people whom God calls his covenant people. In speaking to Abraham, God said, As many as receive the gospel shall be called after thy name, and shall be accounted thy seed, or his lineage, and shall rise up and bless thee as their father. So, two groups of people are included in the Abrahamic covenant. One, Abraham's righteous blood descendants, and two, those adopted into his lineage by accepting the living, or by accepting and living the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, it, so if you if uh, so if you are baptized with the priesthood authority, you accept the gospel of Jesus, the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you are adopted into um, his lineage. So, when we are baptized, we enter into that covenant. 
the same covenant that the Lord made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If we are obedient, we inherit the blessings of that covenant. We have the right to receive help and guidance from the Holy Ghost, and worthy males have the right to hold a priesthood. Um, families, uh, where were my families can receive the blessings of the priesthood. We can gain eternal life in the celestial kingdom. There are no greater blessings than these, and I completely agree. Having the priesthood in my home is one of the greatest blessings. As I talked about previously, having that, um, given that opportunity that I gave my dad that blessing was amazing. Having the Holy Ghost in my life, it's helped me stay on the path of righteousness. It's gotten me out of sticky situations. Uh, he has led me to a new state where I never thought I would live. I never thought I would live in Texas. But... I don't know if I've shared this story with you, but because of the Holy Ghost, I am here. So as long with the blessings we receive as the Lord as as the Lord's covenant people, we have great responsibilities. The Lord promised Abraham that through his descendants the gospel would be taken to all the earth. Fulfilling this responsibility through the full Full, through the full-time missionary program of the church is taking place and the missionary work done by members so not only are missionaries going out to everyone to teach and to talk to those around we also have the responsibility of talking to those around us this opportunity to preach the gospel to all the world belongs only to um, the his covenant people but everyone has the opportunity to, to hear the fullness of the gospel, the restored gospel. So as the Lord's covenant people, we should keep his commandments and promise to, to obey him. The Lord said, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, you have no promise. If we reject our covenant after accepting the gospel, the covenant becomes void and we will stand condemned before God. He said, refrain from sin, lest sore judgment fall upon your heads. For of him unto whom much is given, much is required. And he who sins against the greater light shall receive the greater condemnation. So I want to talk about the new and everlasting covenant. The fullness of the gospel is called the new and everlasting covenant. It includes the covenants made at baptism, during the sacrament, in the temple, and at, and, and at any other time. The Lord has called its everlasting because it is ordained by an everlasting God, and because of the covenant we will never be changed. He gave this same covenant to Adam, Enoch, Noah, and Abraham, and, and other prophets. In this sense, it is not new, but the Lord calls it new, because each time the gospel is restored after being taken from the earth, it is new to the people who receive it. So, in... Uh, let's see. Let me go back here. In the Old Testament, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 26, it says, Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them 
and multiply them, and I will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. When we accept the new and everlasting covenant, we agree to repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost, receive the endowment, receive the covenants of marriage in the temple, and follow and obey Christ to the end of our lives and throughout all eternity. As we keep our, our covenants, our Heavenly Father promises that we will receive exaltation in the celestial kingdom, which would be to live with Him, Jesus Christ, and our families for all eternity. The greatness of that promise is hard for mortals to understand. It is mind-blowing for me to understand life after this life, to be with my family. I mean, it's not hard to picture myself with my family for all eternity, but it's hard to picture my, myself outside of this life and my mortal life, if that makes sense. The commandments that, uh, we, that we are given are for our benefit, and as long as we are faithful, we may forever share the blessings of the beauties of heaven and earth. We may live in His presence and partake of His love, His compassion, power, greatness, knowledge, wisdom, glory, and, and uh, dominions. Being part in making these promises is a big sacred responsibility. Um, I can't think of any other person. I mean, I make promises all the time. But making them is different making promises with the Savior versus making promises to, say, my, my five-year-old. Um, the Lord expects us. The Lord blesses us as long as we obey Him and are willing to follow Him. We are eternally blessed. Um, I want to talk about the experience with the Holy Ghost, having the Holy Ghost in my life. If I haven't shared this, then um, this is new. If not, then it's just repetitive, and I'm just <laughs> I just I just like I just like the story. So, about five years ago, uh, yeah, about yeah, five years ago. Um, we moved to Texas from Arizona, and my job that I was working at was coming to an end. They weren't talent. They weren't promising us a position past the new year, and I couldn't live on edge like that. I had um, I had two little ones at home, and I couldn't you know jeopardize uh, a job because I know I needed to keep a roof over our head. And so I, I was applying in Washington State. I was applying in Arizona, Utah. Everywhere where I had family, I put in job applications. Heard back from no one. Then my father-in-law moved out to Texas. or He got a job in, in, uh, in May. And I had a feeling to start applying in Texas because we had family in the Austin area and so I never thought about ever coming to Texas I just it just never crossed my mind but I got a job as soon as I started putting applications in Texas I got a, a job offer in Phoenix but it the but I wasn't working in Phoenix I would be climbing 200 foot cell towers throughout the country and but the headquarters was in Phoenix. I would be gone three weeks at a time, 
one week home, three weeks gone, one week home, and I just couldn't do that rotation. And as soon as they called me and offered me a job, I told them I would think about it. I got a phone call from a company in Austin. They offered me they offered me a position. I thought you know I told them I would think about it. Denied the other one. And I called my wife to talk to her about the possibility of moving to Texas. At this time, um, her her family had completely moved to Texas. They were gone. And I think this was like July, August. So they moved, they moved out in July of 2013. And I got, and I, accepted the job I think in August September ish of 2013 and I had this funny feeling I was scared because it's a new place it's different and as soon as I called my wife something told me it would be okay I called her and told her I was nervous I was scared didn't know what to think and then told her that I needed to keep looking in Arizona Hung up the phone, literally three seconds go by or a couple minutes go by. Call her again, and she said, we need to move to Texas. And I said, it's funny, I was calling to tell you the same thing, we need to move to Texas. And the Holy Ghost was telling me that it's okay, everything will be okay, and that we, need, that we needed to move to Texas. And so here, so here we are. And I have been gratefully blessed to be here. I have met so many great people. Um, and all of these people, or everyone that I know here in Texas, have been a big blessing in my life. And they may not know it, but they have blessed me forever. And I'm eternally grateful for their friendship. Um, but that's what I have for you guys tonight. Um, about making sacred promises and kind of what a covenant was. Or is. Um, next episode we're going to be talking about. The church in. Um, in former times when Christ was alive. And then we're going to talk about the church in, uh, today. But thank you guys for. Listening in. Chiming in. Uh, feedback's always awesome. Hit me up. Always look for those questions. Um, or comments. Um, but yeah. We'll talk to you guys next time.